This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. I don't want to ruin the podcast 170 episodes in, um, but maybe it's okay that some genres aren't for me. (laughs) Maybe that's just okay. (laughs) I've been to five musicals in the last year. Jack, I've been to Fangirls, I've been to Armadeus, I've been to Hairspray, I've been to Mary Poppins, and this weekend just passed, I went to Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, all of them, aside from Fangirls, um, stunk, and I, fell, <laughs> and I fell asleep in, I think, three of the five. Um, <laughs> you fell asleep. <laughs> like, uh, we've got Into the Woods coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, that's going to be the Belvoir Theatre, beautiful theatre. Going to have a great dinner beforehand. I'm uh, going to have a great nightcap afterwards, and I'm just a, like I'm just I'm I'm out of here swinging. Right, that'll be my sixth musical in the last twelve months. Um, and I I, I I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like I'm open minded about these things. I go to them. I invest the time. I invest the money. Um, you know, I'm there, and they just don't speak to me. And I'm just wondering whether that means that this now like four year project to you know, coax me towards horror films should be abandoned, Chag, because it might just be okay not to like horror films. Peach, judge me for what I do, not for what I say. Yes. You say that, right? Like, you are Uh, very good at deciding things about yourself. But the truth is, you know more about horror films. You know when to applaud a good ending. Like, last week, like, Cabin in the Woods makes, like, makes far less sense if you're not invested in horror as a genre. And mm. if you are invested in horizon genre, you appreciate its intricacies, right? And you absolutely did that, and you enjoyed it. So yes, look, uh, look, fine, fine, fine. M- maybe. So I have to go to 165 more musicals, like it is what I hear. I think <laughs> so. I, I think this. so. You've been to five. It's like I don't want to go all sunk cost fallacy on you, but it's like you've been to five musicals. <laughs> you can't give up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, right? Like not to linger too heavily, but. I was like, of all these musicals, I try to listen to them beforehand. I try to get pumped to be like, yes, people like this. These are designed to be fun. There's a one element in one of these musicals that I really love. That's like the final song of Hairspray that, that builds this crescendo that goes like, without love. And then hits this note, this lovely note of like, love. And the way they performed it, they were dancing during the performance of this one line that I've been sitting there half awake, half asleep like hanging out for and because they decided to choreograph it with a dance none of the leads had enough breath control to be able to perform the line properly and so it just goes like with that love and then there's just some background support going "Ah, ah, ah," and i'm like okay cool the one moment aside from drinking champagne at interval that i look forward to (laughs) these all things has been sucked away so look i'll try to keep keep my mind open for my next 165 musicals but just at the moment i'm yet to be converted well look i mean as we said last week you know we're in our friendship homework era Mm. we are working through those films you've wanted us to cover and haven't quite yet. 
And mm. we had, honestly, we had so many submissions and I'm still getting more and I appreciate, please keep sending them. This is really helpful. Yeah. And Don't send them to me though, confirming. Send them to Shag. And, 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 and you've got to understand, like we're both mm. pretty busy. So I, I've, got to, I've got to make quick calls on the films we're going to cover. Mm. And there was a really interesting message from uh, Zanga Celebrity big ups for suggesting this film and being like, hey, this is like one of the first films in ages where I've been like genuinely rattled and you're properly like properly scared. Let's go. And then immediately after, Megan jumped on and was like, hey, I came here to talk about, yeah, I really wanted to, you guys to cover this one too. Sick. And and it's re- like the suggestion was awesome because when I saw the name of this film, I realized it's one of those films where when you log on to Shudder, it's like this is a Shudder exclusive. And in the same way where you know judge me what i do not what i say like you know how like on netflix the brand of a netflix film used to be like whoa netflix is making its own films now it's like this is going to be garbage this is going to be two to three stars max right same (laughs) with another arrested development series amazing yeah yeah luther's coming to netflix no way (laughs) so so it's the same with shutter right like Mm. at first i was like sick this is these are the films i can only see here you know, mm. apart from things like Skinnamarink and we're all going to the World's Fair, there's a lot mm. of just like I, I both, both of those movies strike me as like mood pieces that and that, that well, that's the other thing, right? Mm. Like you know, they're they're the sort of films that make their way to Shutter because they're good, but Netflix mm. can't like rely on people like if you know Netflix's ju- whole content is judged by like algorithms based on who's watching, how long they stay through mm. the movie, blah blah blah. And you're going to get a lot of people tuning into those and being like, "Fuck this, I'm out after five <laughs> yeah. minutes," right? Whereas like Shutter can be like, "No, no, no, we're just like we're the challenger, so we can keep films like this." So we're for the real heads. Yeah, yeah. So so for that reason, like mm. I'm sometimes like I'm sometimes a little bit skeptical about, you know, shutter exclusives. And this has been one of those shutter exclusives that's been on the main sort of landing page carousel forever. Like it's always there. And I was just I was just a bit like, you know, even the name, I was like, look, this is a bit bland. I haven't really heard anything about it. And it's a shutter exclusive. I'm gonna give it a miss. I'm gonna concentrate on other things. So when I saw people recommend, I saw someone recommend it, and then someone being like, "Fuck yes, you need to cover this." I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, this is interesting." I just watched it sort of half last night before I got too tired, and then half in the morning before the rest of the family woke up. And mm. Peach, I know you say that horror isn't for you, but this is a cool fucking movie, Let's and it's the, it. it's the sort of movie you'd only discover if, like me, you're a horror head who has a subscription to Shudder, although shout out for Adele who's currently paying for the Shudder subscription. I need to, I'm, and I'm sorry you're still paying for that. I will somehow make that up to you at some point, I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, so today, Peach, we are doing yeah. an Argentinian horror film from 2017 in Spanish, and I can't roll my R's, so this is going to sound ridiculous if you speak Spanish, but mm. in Spanish it's called Aterados, which translates to Terrified. Sick mode. Yeah, shit name. Yeah, and it's kind of like Terrifier 1 was out before Terrified. So I'm kind of a bit like, it's like calling your film like Screamer or something. Or like Friday the Night of the 13th. No, but all law firms have like terrible garbage IP where it's like, we're we're here for our clients. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's like the motto of like, giving legal services <laughs> to clients of law firms. And it's like... but we have talked about this before a horror film needs a fucking great title more than any other genre a horror film needs a great title and terrified's just not doing it for me 
Man, so I searched terrified. The first result is like terrified trailer, and the first result is fucking terrified. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Like, so it's not even good for SEO. And I'm not necessarily saying SEO should be the like. Uh, I don't want to get too distracted, but Shag, have you heard the Tory Lanez Guys, give me like 20 seconds. Okay. That uh, was a review. This is a good freestyle. I'm Flex Legendary. You know, I always wanted to do deals. Tory, which is here. I'm thinking instrumental. Let's, let's, let's get to it. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get it. Let's do it, Irons. No tiene que tener sangre en las manos, no en este lugar. A estos seres les gusta la sangre. Jack, that looks even better than the Toy Lanes freestyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Let's do it. This is a sick film, and mm. I've I've had a couple of disagreements with people who are like, oh, Shark Hates. I, I, in fact, I had a really interesting argument with someone who was like, mm. you've got ghosts all wrong. Actually, they're just tormenting people. And I was like, well, because they don't exist, those rules don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but also, I had someone recently be like, hey, I know you hate ghosts, but so here are some other suggestions. And I was like, actually, you know what? Like, I don't necessarily hate ghosts, but I think sometimes when you think about it in the way that films, like a lot of films are just like, they start with a baseline assumption, ghosts are scary. And it's like, have you established they're scary? And a lot of films don't. It's, Shag, I stand stand with you. About 10%, let's say, of what the TikTok algorithm serves me is like debates of like, oh, are you fucking serious? Batman would beat the shit out of Iron Man. So it's like this is like fictional bullshit. Like ghosts, oh man, ghosts are tormented souls, and they'd beat the shit out of you. Look out for ghosts. So it's like they're not they're not real. It, it's it's just yeah, it is just really funny where it's like like our this debate makes no sense because it's mm. based on a fallacy that there are yeah. any set rules about any of this. Yeah, exactly. And there's none. Oh, Black Panther, of course, would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. So, I, I just want to clarify. It's like, I just think when the assumption is ghosts are automatically scary, so if you see a ghost, you should be scared, I mm. reject. But I like films that fuck around with the ghost premise, and this film definitely does. I'm on board. I'm in a podcast. I should co-host a podcast to listen to <laughs> stories like this. So, I'm, like, I'm, really, I'm really hearing about it. All right. So, this is like a 500-word Wikipedia synopsis, and it's quite a complex film. So, I'm going to try and fill in as much detail as I can. Because this film also fucks with the chronology as well. Like it sort of it sort of starts in the middle and then mm. goes back to the start. And I think it ends in the end, but it moves around a bit. And I hope I can explain those jumps while we're reading this. Okay. Chris Nolan would also enjoy this film. <laughs> you do it fucking like, love oh, this film. <laughs> it flips and it has a little bit of a flip at the end. Oh. Is the prestige a horror film? We'll discuss another day. Oh, that's a, oh my God, Paige, fuck, you can't just, all right, you will leave that out there. We have to get through this episode, but. Yeah, let's do it. Great question. Great question. Mm. All right. 
So this film begins, I think, with one of the creepiest. That's off the dome. I am in my horror <laughs> bullshit. Maybe I do love horror. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, okay. It's like you can yeah, say okay. one thing, but the, the truth is evident. Uh, yeah, at, one at episode 179 <laughs> of Spooko. <laughs> Can't wait to watch all these musicals. <laughs> Hopefully Fiddler on the Roof will be out soon. That'll be sick. Is Fiddler on the Roof like a little I bit anti-Semitic? Just another like It shit, feels like but, it would oh, yeah, be. I think so. Man, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat has like a whole song in like a French accent being like, oh, 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 we're doing this, <laughs> la, 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 la. And it's like this is the dumbest and most boring shit I've ever seen. And the, the best thing about musicals is the earnestness of the crowd. The crowd are like, oh, fucking finally. <laughs> Joseph's brothers are like, no, oh, where is Joseph? But like, <laughs> isn't it a biblical story? Like, I don't I don't really understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're French. Isn't like, it, it said sort of in gets... like Syria or like wherever or like I wherever the Bible Egypt was? On a camel. Yeah. It, and it, also with it, the French, like, like biblical times, the French accent wouldn't have existed because Gaul is like yeah. ancient France, isn't it? And we we are I'm, getting we are getting off the topic. Let's go back to this. Okay, this is terrifying. Yeah, Twenty seventeen again. Fuck <laughs> this up, guys. This is why we shouldn't we shouldn't go there. All right, this has a fucking sick opening for a horror film. So let's do it. At home in Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, uh, there's a couple. So there's mm. Clara and Juan, and Clara is trying to make dinner that afternoon, but as she's by the kitchen sink, she hears voices which she thinks are coming from the drain just muttering and talking about her. And when Juan comes home and he's like, hey, like, what happened to dinner? And she's like, I couldn't make it. I heard voices. He's like, oh, we can just, you know, order in. And she's like, no, no, no. Because he's kind of like, oh, it's an old place. You know, I get it. You were spooked. Let's just order some food. And she's like, no, 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 no. I heard voices and they were very specific. And he's like, well, what were they talking about? And she's like, they were planning to kill me. Oh, that's really good. Shay. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's good. I'm terrified. That's taking responsibility for ghosts, not being like, ghosts are scary. It's like, hey, these are some fucking disembodied voices talking about killing you. That's scary. So that night, they're awakened by thumping sounds, and Juan immediately is like, oh, it's a fucking neighbour. And it's quite well, like, you know, they have this conversation where he's basically mm. like, Oh, fucking neighbor. He's been doing all this like work on his house at all times of the night. I'm going to go over. And he goes over to the neighbor and he's like buzzing on their buzzer and no one's answering. And he's like, I know you're working. It's 5 a.m. Why the fuck are you like, you know, doing home renovations? Fuck this. De puto madre, mm. you know, using all the like Spanish swear words. Mm. And it's like, fuck this. Eventually goes back inside. Clara's not in bed. And he's like, I'm so fucking over this. And then realizes, hang on, that bumping is not coming from next door. It's coming from the bathroom. And these ghosts are in the 5 a.m. club, Shag. They really hustle and grind. <laughs> when, when he goes into the bathroom, Clara is, I'm going to see how they, they describe it in Wikipedia. So Clara's body is kind mm. of levitating. It's almost like being held in the air by an invisible force. And it's being slammed against either side of the bathroom really hard oh, over and over hard. again. And the whole body's bloody. There's blood everywhere. And it's like, if she's not dead already, she's soon to be dead, and she's being killed by being slammed against his bathroom wall through this invisible force over and over That's again. That's great. That's brutal. Yeah, okay. So- Like, there are no new- de- You know, we were talking last week about post-structuralism, like, there's nothing new in the world, and it's like, well, you, I mean, that's- I don't think we've done that. I haven't I'd, seen like, that that's, before. That's pretty cool. Meanwhile, Walter- Sorry. 
people being like fucking domestic violence is not cool and no. ghosts are not cool no. as we've established but no. it's cool to have an original idea original execution I mean that's what's interesting about horror where mm. and I think what's so freeing about this and why Spooko probably is better than every true crime podcast is <clears throat> we are free to talk about violence in a way that's not referring to real people like we yeah, are not come fucking find us <laughs> like all they do is cash in on the misery of others yeah. true crime podcast Shag would you say yeah exactly would you say they were hacks I, I mean you're my <laughs> legal counsel can hacks. I say that <laughs> yeah yeah it's your honest honest opinion come fucking find us you fucking hacks <laughs> We'll bang you against the wall without ghost powers. <laughs> without ghost powers. That's bro- now we're going into threats. That we can't say. That actually is assault, but only if you apprehend a genuine threat. So if I phone you up and go, Shag, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you, then that's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was like, Shag, I'm going to come around to your house right now and beat the shit out of you. And you had reason, like there were like broad reasons to believe I actually would do that. Then that I think is a song. <laughs> it's really tough though, because your sense of humor is just to say things that's not true and just say it with like <laughs> real veracity. And I feel like as a joke, you would do that. And I'd be like, Peach, are you joking? You'd be like, no, no, I'm actually going to go around. The last, <laughs> the last real proper <laughs> apology I had to give was um, having done something precisely as you described. <laughs> <laughs> But as to members of their family, I was described. I was oh, like, God. Oh, I, know where they, I know where they live. So, <laughs> and you've got their photos up on social media. So, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, time jump back in time. Walter, mm. who lives next door, is also experiencing supernatural occurrences. Each night as he tries to sleep, Invisible forces shake and move his furniture, including his bed. And there's a fucking creepy scene where he's so freaked out because his bed's moving that he pulls the sheet over his head. So we're under the sheet with him with the camera right next to his head and we see the shadow of a hand yes. move up over, the like, above the sheet and then disappears. Anyway, there's a supernatural investigator that we find out later about, mm. but there's someone he wants to involve and he's calling and they're like, oh, this person's busy. And they only respond to physical evidence. Like, they only respond to evidence first before they look into cases. So he decides to film the event with his video camera. And the next day, on video, he sees a tall, naked figure emerge from under his bed, stand over him as he sleeps, and then go and hide in the wardrobe. This is similar to another franchise that I don't think we've done. The franchise of James Wan. Oh, The Very Conjuring. Scary. We've done the we've, Conjuring. We've done the, f- we've, we've done the first film. But there's a whole universe. That was I drunk during the first film? Probably. Yeah, okay. Also, there's been 178 episodes. Yeah, fair. Like, try and remember Joseph them all. The Technicolor Conjuring. We've been <laughs> Joseph and the <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. That's <laughs> <laughs> just two references. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's Peach. That's what's good. Come find me. I know where you live. So, what's up? Everyone come find me. So, across the road... Uh, again, and, and at some point as well. So th- this is, there's three houses in the street that's affected. And the third one, this young boy goes to grab his soccer ball out of the front of this house when there's like a banging on the window that's like, and we can't see who's doing it, but they're like, get out of here. You shouldn't be here. Take your ball and go. So this kid is freaked out. So walks back onto the road and then is just hit yes. at full force by a bus. Again, like- Real good. The, the last decade has been killing, like, killing kids. It's back on the menu for horror. 
but also like seeing like seeing the deaths of kids. It's weird. But anyway, it is good. Like it is horrific. I mean, but like in the it's a very direct sense, it's, it's it answers weird. the brief. All right, so it does what it says on it the does tin. what it says on the thing. So Alicia is grieving the death of her young son, who was hit by a bus outside Walter's house. Her ex boyfriend is police commissioner Funes, who mm. we discover is you know two months off from retirement. I love that that love cliche, it. but he's also the proxy for the audience because he's brought in to investigate this stuff. But he's like, what the fuck? Like, none of this stuff makes any sense. But he calls uh, Jarno, who is a paranormal investigator who used to be a, who are the people that work in morgues? Like a- uh, Yes, y- not you a know, mortician. A, well, um, like a the, coroner? They, they, yeah, no, a coroner. He used to be a coroner. coroner. Yeah, but he had, a, like, and, and again, like later in the film, it's revealed he had a couple of experiences where people that were definitely dead came back to life. And he's like, there are things beyond this world that we shouldn't, Disturb. Anyway, so he's called by Funes to come and check out this story because, get this, when they get to the house, Alicia is freaking out and the, the two policemen are like, who are like looking after her, like, can we go outside? And he's like, yeah, mm. why? And they're like, go into the kitchen. And at the kitchen, there are muddy footsteps that lead up to the son completely still sitting at the kitchen table with a bowl of cereal and a glass of milk in front of him. And he's covered in dirt. He's definitely dead. They, 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 they say, like, he smells like rotting flesh. But he's there and he's just sitting there. And there's no explanation of how he got there. Sick. So, after deliberating, and it's really cool because Jano, the paranormal investigator, is like, you know, there's, there's lots of cases of people not being able to deal with the death of their children and, like, stealing the bodies or burying or digging up the bodies. And then the beat is, it's like, I don't think that's what's happened here. But that's what you can tell people so she doesn't get carted away to a psychiatric hospital. In the meantime, we have to get rid of the body. We have to rebury him or at least put him somewhere else, get him out of here. And so they decide to take the body and put it in a freezer outside and put a heavy pot plant on top so it can't get out. Nearby, Jano meets with Dr. Maura Olbrecht, who has reviewed the footage from mm. Walter and is like, there's something going on and she's made her way out there. And there's there's this kind of indication that they sort of know each other, but Mora is like the known name in paranormal investigations, whereas Jano's a bit of a hack because she makes this call where she's like, yeah, I read your book. It had a good cover design. And it, it, it cuts to his face. And I don't know if the translation's perfect, but it cuts to his face being like, zing! Like, <laughs> <laughs> so Moore has arrived to meet Walter after viewing the video recordings he sent her. However, he has gone missing too, leaving his house empty. Together with Rosenstock, who they just describe as a friend of Mora and another paranormal investigator. And it's cool because mm. they're all old people. And there's an earlier moment where Funes asks Jano if he's ever been afraid of anything because they're kind of not really scared by this stuff. And Jano's like, and w- instead of being like, I'm not afraid of anything, he's like, maybe there's stuff that would scare me. Like, it's kind of cool how he's like, I haven't found it yet, but they're probably out there. Yeah, that's, that's quite a sophisticated answer. Like, cause, I mean, the answer you're expecting is like, yeah, I'm afraid every day. Like, you know, hopefully I do my best and I'm afraid of, you know, missing something in an investigation or something. So I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm scared of letting someone down or fucking whatever. But that's really sophisticated, isn't it? Yeah, that's cool. So this trio then go visit Juan in hospital who, remember, his uh, partner died 
in the mm. intro, who's the prime suspect in her death. He's being held in her death. He's being held at a psychiatric institution. And they're like, hey, we need your permission. We're going to investigate your houses. We don't think you did it, but we need to find the evidence first. And so he agrees to it. The evidence that it was ghosts. The evidence oh, that like, it was ghosts. Yeah. Nice. Well, wait, right? So the specialists returned to the troubled street before separating to investigate one property each. Funes accompanies Rosenstock, who is based at Walter's house. And Funes explains that he has a heart condition, so he probably shouldn't be here. Mm. Um, so, so they're all doing different stuff, right? And we see, like, Mora has this, like, all these cool, like, ancient instruments that she's using to, like, see if there are any changes in the air or what's going on yeah. in the water and stuff and has some sort of a, you know, interest in the tap water. Because it was in the drain originally. Yeah, okay. Ja- yeah, exactly, right? Jano's yeah. doing his own thing and Funes and Rosenstock are investigating what's happening in their house. And there's this really cool moment where they come along and they find all of these, like, cutlery hanging from the bottom of a kitchen cabinet. Like, so as in, like... It's almost like they're magnetically connected. And mm. Rosenstock's like, see, this is the sort of weird shit you see before out of nowhere, a knife stabs him through the hand and connects him to the top of the cabinet. And he's like, help, help, help. And Funes is like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. And they both stop. And Rosenstock's like, it's sucking my blood. And you notice that the blood's Ugh. being sucked through the hand Going up into up. the cabinet. Yeah, that's cool. Right? So he's like, fucking open the cabinet and shoot whatever in there. They open the cabinet. They don't see anything, but immediately all the cutlery moves to the other side and they're able to rescue his hand and remove the knife and he's able to stitch it up. But as weird phenomena occur, the investigators begin to die in gruesome and inexplicable ways. Funes realizes he has no choice but to flee the scene or risk losing his life. And there's this moment where as he's fleeing the scene, we see that Mora's like now decapitated body with her head hanging down, like, like hanging by a thread, run to the car and be like, help, help, they're torturing us. Now, before we get to the or final- like, Or like nearly headless Nick style. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, and, okay. and, and before we get to the mm. finale, so there's also been a lot of these, more of those weird, creepy characters from the, from the video that we saw that Walter yeah. took. Like there's, lots of, there's been lots of creepy in- incidents. This is a very mm. short Wikipedia, but- mm. The coolest thing that happens is Mora is like, we actually have a theory in what's going on because sometimes you can see these creatures and sometimes you can't. And Mm. she's like, we exist in multiple dimensions simultaneously and we've realized that there are these like microscopic organisms that can use our body and the vehicle they use to get between dimensions is tap water. And yeah, so okay. these things aren't ghosts. They're these, they're these microscopic creatures that move from this dimension. And so when Mora comes out and it's like they're torturing us, she's still there, but she's being controlled by these things that have got into her body and are essentially torturing her from within. Yes. If I can just pause there, I do always feel like I want the explanation for what's <laughs> going on. And every time I get it, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Like, I guess that's fine. It's tough because this is a genuinely, like, scary film and this Wikipedia doesn't do it justice. But anyway, like, we're getting to the final moment where Mm. it's a repeat of the three investigators going to visit Juan, but this time it's three policemen who want to further question Juan and are basically like, we actually think it's Funes because now Funes has disappeared Mm. uh, and he was involved because when he leaves, he ends up burning down one of the houses because he's like, this is fucked. Like, I have to stop this. And they're like, 
There were all of these, all of these investigators who came to interview are dead. They've been burnt alive in this house fire. We think it was Funes. He's disappeared. We need to know more detail. And at this point, Juan is like, okay, but did that guy come with you? And they they turn around and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Rosenstock, but he's, he looks a lot more burnt than I saw him last. Again, we see nothing, but then we see a chair behind the move before that empty chair is then launched at the screen. And that's the end of Terrified. Not the best Wikipedia synopsis. I tried to give a a little bit more flavor as well as not to terrify you, but get you excited. Peach, what did you think about Terrified? Well, better than a musical. So we've passed the the threshold test. Although I realized Shag Encanto and Moana are two musicals I really like. Yeah, perfect Um, films. And I don't particularly like Lin-Manuel or Miranda, so I cannot explain why that is. Perhaps that's another just initial Peach view. I need to just be like, oh... I hate this guy who's written my two favourite musicals. For so, people, I mean, for people who've just started listening, your thoughts mm, on Hamilton? Stinks. Uh, <laughs> offensive to a culture that's very important to me. Um, you know, uh, well executed. I don't want to say dross because there's real complexity to it and real art to it. I guess I could draw the analogy to Cabin in the Woods, right, of like you'd say, uh, there's nothing here that is resonant really in any way, but it is a clever assembly of stuff by someone who doesn't really get why people use that art form to begin with. It feels very offensive. The rapping is of extremely poor quality, so anyone who enjoys rap music just by default is just kind of ruled out of enjoying it. There are some original elements, reasonable plotting, super boring to what? And I can't believe it. <laughs> finishes off like the Disney version, as I think I've said to you before, finishes with a Joel Ortiz track over the credits and you're like, well, why didn't you get fucking Joel Ortiz in to do some good raps? In this I know, it's like, musical? imagine if we were listening to good hip-hop for the last two and yeah, a half exactly. hours. It's just like, well, yeah, this is like you're just showing me a better version of the art form I've spent two and a half hours watching. All right, okay. It's well, up. look, we are in our friendship homework era. Thank you, everyone, yes. for suggesting films. Keep sending them through. Mm. As always, follow us on uh, Insta to find out about that and stuff. And TikTok. Like, 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 Shag, you and I have done some heavy lifting on that shit. Like, it's a good page. And Spotify as well. You know, fuck it. The trifecta. Hit us. Get at us. We love ya. We love you. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?